Chapter 4 How Time Passes for Everyone But Butterflies Stella and Azul are silent well after the muffled voices of the parents have stopped. Azul looks at Stella gloomily. 67 days, if she's lucky. How was that possible? As Azul ponders Stella's remaining days, Stella balances on the ledge, also deep in thought. Although she still stares into the darkness of the hallway, her eyes are glossy as she envisions Buford romping outside in the tall grass under the bright white moon. Stella is sure she heard the mother say that Buford is outside for the night. How did he get outside? Stella's eyes clear and she turns quickly to Azul, whose sadness has paled much of his brilliant blue blossom. Azul's coloring surprises Stella and she leans in closer. Azul, what's wrong? Azul takes a deep breath and stands tall, the color returning to his petals. Oh, I'm fine, just fine. Stella looks at Azul doubtfully. Really, I'm fine. If you're sure. Azul gives her a reassuring smile. Despite this, Stella pauses. She does not want to seem impolite, but she cannot hold back her question any longer. Azul, can you tell me how Buford gets outside? Azul chuckles to himself. He says he has a door that's just his size that opens with a magic key that hangs around his neck. Azul shakes his head and continues to chuckle until he looks at Stella. She is standing on tiptoe on the ledge of the countertop with bright eyes and a hopeful grin. Stella, I'm not sure if the door really exists, Azul says, alarmed at her hopefulness. I never took him seriously, but you heard the parents. They say he is out for the night and that he will be back with his dragon breath to wake them, says Stella excitedly. Azul frowns in thought. Is it possible Buford is telling the truth? Azul, this is perfect. Buford can help me get out as soon as he returns. Azul smiles despite his conflicting emotions at losing Stella and what may be a mere 67 minutes rather than 67 days. This is wonderful. Stella hops from the countertop ledge to the first ceramic jar, spinning once upon landing. I cannot wait to go home and see my family. They must be so worried. She balances on one leg, then hops down to the second jar. Oh, and it will be time for breakfast. I'm starving, absolutely famished. Stella twirls on one leg. I've been too afraid to notice, but I could eat an entire. As Stella sticks her landing, she glances at Azul. He is faded once again and wearing a forced smile. Stella tilts her head in thought. You know, I wish I could take you with me. We'd have so much fun together. That's all right, Stella. I'm perfectly happy here. Azul sweeps out one leafy arm weakly. 
You do have a good friend in Buford. You're right, he is a good guy. Azul's smile brightens. He will still have Buford after Stella is gone. Boo and blue, buddies till the end. Azul nods back at Stella. He's a good guy, all right. Azul pauses. You know, he may not be back for hours. I think I can handle that, Stella says cheerfully. She leaps up and begins to flutter and twirl in the air. Azul watches in amazement as Stella spins higher and higher. Grinning with delight, he tilts his head back to follow her flight. Suddenly, Stella stops in midair, waves and winks at Azul. She then floats down, laughing and out of breath. Bravo! Azul claps his leafy hands. That was amazing, Stella. Stella curtsies right, then left. Thank you, thank you. She collapses and giggles and spreads her wings flat on the countertop. After a few deep breaths and a giggle or two, Stella grows serious. You know, Azul, you haven't answered my question yet. What question is that, my dear Stella? Your age. You said you watched Maddie grow up. Oh, yes. Azul hesitates. I've known this family for eight cookie seasons. Cookie seasons? Stella raises an eyebrow. Azul smiles to himself. He is pleased that he avoided answering Stella's question yet again. Well, as you know, I have a very limited view of what goes on in the rest of the house. Of course, there's the family's daily routine and the light from the window, but sometimes the shades are drawn or the family goes on vacation. Hmm, Stella murmurs. So I keep track of time by what goes on in the kitchen, like when the mixing bowls and cookie cutters come out. Stella glances over at Azul. He can tell she has another question, but before she can speak, Azul adds, If Maddie helps, I'm sure to get a shower of batter or icing. It's a delicious time. Azul puckers his lips and kisses the tips of his leafy hand, a gesture he learned from Maddie's father, who does this every time his daughter spoon-feeds him a taste of whatever she and her mother are preparing. Perking up by the mention of food, Stella sits up and faces Azul. Icing, is it sweet? Sweeter than anything you've ever tasted. Well, I'm not sure what you've tasted, but you know what I mean. Azul laughs. Yummy! Stella grins as she stands up and flies gracefully back to her perch next to Azul. How much time between seasons? Azul hesitates, reluctant to share the devastating facts of how time passes for everyone but butterflies. I think a year, he says uncertainly, although he is 100% certain that it is exactly a year between cookie seasons. Stella's eyes grow wide as she calculates the time. So eight cookie seasons equals eight years? She gives Azul an amazed look. That's like 
20 lifetimes for me. Having partially revealed the facts, Azul decides he has nothing to lose. In fact, he thinks she is taking the news quite well. They aren't even my first family. Not your first fam? Yep, I had a family of two sisters with curly white hair and wide rumps. I shared 15 cookie seasons with them. Azul braces himself for Stella's response. Fifteen? Stella sputters and hops backward, which sends her off the ledge and onto the countertop. Azul, I had no idea you were an ancient. Oh, but I'm not. I don't think time passes the same for me as it does for you. I certainly hope not, Stella says, shaking her head. I'm sure of it. I've spent many years silently waiting for someone to talk to. You probably talk to many other butterflies and flying and crawling creatures daily. Stella laughs. You're right. Even the ones who want nothing to do with me. Well, I can't imagine that. I talk to everyone, but not everyone is as friendly as you. Azul waves away her comment with his leafy hand, but smiles. Was Buford the first one you spoke to? Oh, no. My first family had borders. There were different people living in the house all the time. You talk to people? Stella asks excitedly. No, never, Azul laughs. I lived in complete silence with the sisters for an awfully long time. Oh, I was entertained, though. They made the most delightful treats, macaroons and fudge, ginger snaps and sugar cookies, all very sweet. Stella licks her lips and grins back at Azul. Who did you speak to first? Azul chuckles. Munchkin. She was my first friend. A little white furry thing with big pointed ears and a tiny black nose. Oh, oh, I've seen one of those. A rat, right? Stella beams, pleased to be able to fill in the details. Azul laughs. No, no, no. It was a dog, a tiny sweet animal. Oh, Azul dips down to Stella and whispers, Munchkin was snuck in by one of the boarders. Oh, Azul straightens up. Somehow she found her way to the kitchen on most evenings just to chat with me. That's sweet. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. What did you two talk about? Mm, well... We talked a lot about what would happen if the sisters found out about Munchkin. I can only imagine, exclaimed Stella, thinking of those poor, lovely butterflies penned in that box. Azul lowers his voice. One night, I watched the sisters prepare a goose for dinner. It was the first real animal besides Munchkin that I had ever seen. It still had all of its feathers. My goodness, that sounds... Stella places the tip of her wing on her forehead. Disturbing, Azul offers. Yes, it was. Azul shivers. So that's when I decided the sisters would probably eat Munchkin if they discovered her existence. 
Stella sucks in her breath and barely whispers, Did they eat her? Azul shakes his head. Oh, no, no, nothing like that. But she was forced to leave. Azul frowns, remembering the tearful goodbye he and Munchkin shared from across the kitchen as she was carried out. I think I spent another nine or ten years in silence until Buford came along. Stella relaxes with the mention of Buford. Good old boo. Stella smiles sweetly. Azul crosses his leafy fingers, hoping that Buford would stay out for just a little while longer.